Hi, everyone. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to take a moment to address the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical abortions shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortions.com. That's the number four. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. I encourage you to speak up. Take care and spread the word. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Reality Is. Um, You guys... (laughs) You guys, I have to talk about our houses of Beverly Hills today. That is what today's episode is going to be on. There was no Dubai this week. However, if for some reason you are living under a rock, which, I mean, you know what? You might be. But sometimes when the world is catching a fire the way it is, it feels uh, like a little retreat <laughs> to put oneself under a rock. Uh, but if you've been living under a rock and you have not been on Instagram or Twitter this weekend, or if you just are not the type of person who follows all the social media happenings on, uh, regarding housewives, um, Dubai did get into the mix with Beverly Hills in the last 48 hours or so. So we're talking about the latest episode of We As In Me. I am talking about The Real Houses of Beverly Hills' latest episode uh, where Diana really thought she did something. And then, of course, we know that Diana has continued to go on Instagram and really think that she's doing something. So I will be talking about Diana's absolute as Tom Hamlet says, cuckoo banunu Instagram post and everything that happened afterwards. But let's talk about this episode first. Okay, let's go in sequential order. Okay, first we watched this episode, then Garcelle went on Watch What Happens Live, and then Diana lost her mind, and then Rena followed suit, and Dubai said, excuse me? So let's go in that order. Okay. 
So the episode started with Garcelle and Cherie Zambino, who is Will Smith's ex. Also, if you watched uh, Hollywood Exes on VH1, she was on that. They're going on a little walk. I love this relationship. I actually, you know, I I know that Sutton and Garcelle are friends. And you can see that later on in the episode because you see Garcelle's kids and how they greet Sutton and just just that relationship. You can tell that they have a real relationship there. Like you can you can see that they have a real friendship there, I should say. But Garcelle with Cherie, it definitely feels a little bit more um real to me. Uh, they definitely feel like I mean, it's a little put on for camera, right? All of these scenes usually are, but I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to know her. I enjoyed getting to know about the type of men she's dating. Uh, she seems very funny and I'm just excited for her to be on the show and I hope that she becomes a full-timer. Um, they talk about Garcelle's birthday party that's coming up and Garcelle can obviously anticipate that there's going to be quite a bit of drama. Then we go to Crystal at home. She's making her little Instagram cooking, drinking videos with Lucy. Her kids are cute. Her adorable brother Jeff is there. He's also very cute. Jeff has returned from China after releasing his newest album because, hello, Jeff is like a super famous pop star in China, okay? Rob comes home. He's working on a Disney movie. (laughs) He keeps saying that he went to, was it? the Duke of Norfolk and the kid is cracking up. It's cute. I enjoyed watching her family together. It was cute. Then Crystal is telling Jeff and Rob about Mexico and she says that it was challenging. I'm just, you know, it's weird. It's like we watch Crystal go through something that's like as an Asian person, like watching it, it's quite triggering, right? But it's weird that when she's talking to her brother and husband about it, and maybe maybe she's, This is just how she's choosing to talk about it on camera, okay? She may have had a whole other conversation with them separately. But she just is like, yeah, it was challenging. Like, (laughs) she doesn't go into any detail about, like, all the other insane stuff that happened and all the words that were said and things that were said about her and how, like, Sutton talked down to her. Like, she doesn't talk about any of those things. And I'm wondering if Crystal is making an active choice to just say – I'm not getting into it with them again. I'm not letting them make me the center of this drama. And and that's her prerogative, I suppose. But they talk about, they ask how Diana did on the trip and Crystal tells them that, you know, it was tough on her, but these women should be a little bit terrified because Diana is the type to really come at you hard for jabbing her. Now, here's what I don't get. Nothing happened to Diana nothing happened to her. Like we know, obviously she's going through a lot. She had this horrific miscarriage and you know, I look, I'm, I'm almost 37 and my body is doing weird stuff and hormones are wacky as hell. And so I can imagine that when you're in your late forties and you're trying to have another baby and it it just, everything is like, um, a lot harder to manage. And so I have a lot, a lot, a lot of empathy and sympathy for um, Diana and everything she's going through. But I'm not sure what she's talking about with like, you know, uh, these women should watch out. Nobody did anything to Diana. She went to Mexico. She had one interaction with Sutton saying to her, (laughs) like, I'm a good, she kept saying, I'm a good person. 
I'm a good person. And Diana did correct Sutton for good reason. She said something like, you know, when Crystal said, you said you hate me. And Sutton said, no, I didn't. And Diana was like, no, you did. I heard you say it. That's when Sutton snapped at her. And Diana, this like big tough girl, she really, she acted like Sutton accosted her. Like, yeah, Sutton was acting crazy for sure. But like, you can't sit here, you know, it's like, it's like Bethany says, you can't be stupid and smart at the same time. You can't be tough and soft at the same time. Okay. You can't come on camera and acting like your big, tough Bosnian persona is this like, oh, I'm this tough guy, but then also have such thin skin. You just, it doesn't work that way. Okay. And let's be honest, everybody on Beverly Hills does operate that way. But Diana acting like, and them even talking like, oh, they better watch out because you don't want to mess with her. Nobody fucking did anything to her. Okay. Nothing happened. Sutton was clearly losing her mind. She snapped at Diana for one second and Diana started crying. Nothing else happened to her. Anyway, then we get Mauricio and Kyle at home preparing some sort of Friendsgiving dinner. And Mauricio is just stony baloney, guys. <laughs> he's barely awake. He's barely listening. I'll be honest, he's barely alive, this man. <laughs> he's barely on earth. <laughs> he is. He is elsewhere. He's always snacking. He's always snacking and just kind of hanging out. <laughs> like Kyle's going on and on. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like he's not listening. He doesn't care. But we find out that Dinah's possibly not attending Garcelle's birthday because of a group text. So apparently it all started because Kyle sent a text message to everybody saying, hey, I hope you girls are getting some rest. I'm so tired. And Diana writes back, well, I don't normally do this in a group text, but doctors are putting me on bed rest to stop the bleeding. This trip and flying and drinking and burning my candle both ends after losing baby, bleeding for eight weeks straight after miscarriage, and four major surgeries that followed in the last weeks to save my uterus was not a very intelligent thing to do. I usually wouldn't share this in a group text because it makes me look like a whining bitch, but Garcelle, apparently mispelled, might think I'm rude, so there it is. I don't understand wh- how that is an appropriate or, or like normal response to Kyle saying, hey, hope you girls are doing well. I'm tired. First of all, what did Garcelle do to you? I'm not sure. Like, I don't understand the aggressiveness of this text, but I can understand based on, not understand, I can, I see who Diana is based on the things that we are now seeing about her and her, how she manages her social media in the last few weeks. But apparently, like, this is a response to Kyle saying, how's everyone doing? I'm tired. Why are you even bringing up Garcelle in this? What does Garcelle have anything to do with this? It came out of literally nowhere. I have no idea what the hell that was about. But apparently on Watch What Happens Live, Garcelle said that she responded back to that text saying, I hope you feel better. And Kyle responded back to that saying, not the obligatory, not the obligatory hope you feel better. What is wrong with these women? I mean, you want to talk about private experiences? 
Everybody on the show is having a fucking private experience. But in this particular situation, I don't even know what the hell Diana is talking about. And I don't know what Garcelle is supposed to say in that situation besides I hope you feel better. But I'm also not sure if she's saying this so that she doesn't come to the like she does. She's saying this so that if she doesn't come to the party, people understand. Is she declining Garcelle's birthday? I'm not sure how and why this text was even sent. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And again, going back to what I was saying earlier, nothing happened to Diana at this trip in Mexico. No one came for her. So, And Garcelle certainly didn't. So I don't know what the hell this is about. Anyway, then we get this dumb shoot, this photo shoot that Erica is doing for her weaves, her extensions. Okay. She tells us this, like, she's really trying to make herself seem like a human, like a normal human being with, like, family relationships. And, look, I know that we've seen, like, her mom in previous seasons when she was writing her book and everything like that. But she tells us about her grandmother. And then she's like, oh, my grandmother helped me drive cross country and bring me to California and all this stuff. And then she says she has this box next to her bed. And I don't know what this box is. But she has a letter that she wrote to her grandmother. Now, I'm going to assume that what she means is that this is a box of things that belong to her grandmother. And in that is a letter from her to her grandmother. But the letter letter says, hi, I love you. I'm never coming back. I'm sorry. If I drove, if I'm a grandmother and my old ass drove your ass cross country and all you fucking write back to me is one letter that says, hi, I love you. I'm never coming back. I would never fucking talk to you again. I don't know if she's trying to be like, this is a sweet loving moment with me and my grandma, but it did not read that way to me. Okay. Maybe I just hate Erica, but I just wasn't sure what the hell that was about. Something about get out of my begonias with her flowers. Like I literally have no idea what that was about. And everybody's like, yeah, girl, truth, work, facts, grandma, mm, yes. No one is paying attention. Everybody is like, can you stop fucking talking? We are trying to straighten these janky synthetic extensions. For God's sake, Erica, we just want to go home. Um, Then we see that Sutton visits Dorit and Dorit's mom is in town and Dorit's talking about the importance of her family being there, especially after everything she's gone through. And like Sutton is – okay, I hate Diana. Sutton is clumsy with words and Sutton is an awkward person. We know this. I've said this many, many times. Sutton reminds me of a combination of Mary Catherine Gallagher and Kathy from the comic books cut from the comic strip, Kathy, okay? It's Ack and Superstar mix into one. That is who Sutton is. But her mom comes in, uh, Dorit's mom comes in, and Sutton's like eating something spicy. So she's like getting assaulted by the jalapeno. But she's like too big, like she's the kind of person who is only going to say the thing that's like already on the top of her mind and not like, hold it in just to have like a polite hello to the person that she's she's just so fucking awkward okay you have to you have to admit that that Sutton is an awkward person anyway Sutton is telling Dorit about this hormone therapy that she's having and she's like I feel so better don't don't I seem so changed look at me I'm so changed and even Dorit's like what are you talking about (laughs) I'm not sure what this is about 
Anyway, Dorit asks how Sutton feels about Crystal after Mexico, and obviously Dorit is still doing her job as part of the Fox 4 flop. She's like, listen, I have to hang out with this clique because they're the only ones <laughs> that know the truth about my burglary. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm kidding. I do believe that Dorit got burglarized. Okay. The circumstances of the burglary, I don't know, but I do believe that she got burglarized. Okay. I believe that she was traumatized, but anyway, she's doing her part. And Sutton, much like Crystal, is not willing to continue this this storyline as being the center of the season because they want to move on. And she says, it's fine. It just seems like she and Crystal needed to have it out. Then Dree asks her about Diana. And Sutton goes again into the situation about the... <laughs> airplane and the snub on the airplane and Sutton describes it as being in high school and going to the cool kids table and being told that you can't sit here okay fine and I get it it's like I get how frustrating it is and especially frustrating because when Sutton and Diana had this sort of like little crossfire moment at the dinner Diana did say Sutton immediately apologized and Diana said, it's fine. And here's the thing about Sutton. You know Sutton is the kind of person that like if she hurts you once, she's always going to be on edge because she's always going to feel like you're always going to get mad at her, right? But sometimes that's true because then you have people like Diana who are the kinds to be like, oh, I was irritated by you once and now I will never, ever give you a chance. And I do agree that Diana is definitely punishing Sutton to some degree. But then they start talking about this text and Dorit says something like, oh, something tells me she's not going to be at the birthday party, which again, it confused me because I was also still confused about what the point of the text was. Anyway, um... Sutton tells Dorit that Diana seemed really soft and nurturing, but she actually thinks that she's a sniper and thanks for the plane, but next time I'll get my own. I think that there is something between, and we'll get to it. You know what? I'm going to pause on that. I'm going to pause on my thoughts about what Sutton and Diana's relationship might be or what the tension might be. I'll talk about it later. Anyway, Garcelle's birthday party is happening. It's really sweet. Her kids are there. The real surprised her with her son, Oliver. And she just, you know, she tells us more about Oliver, his recovery, where he's at in his life. And she's just really happy to be bonding with him again. And I'm really glad that we got this because, especially because the last time that Garcelle talked about her son, Oliver, we know that that conversation eventually got weaponized by Lisa Rinna because Garcelle had brought up like two seasons ago, this conversation that um, she was having with Rena, and she had brought up like, do you feel comfortable dancing on camera or like dancing on Instagram when your daughter has body image issues, right? And Rena later on weaponized that and was like, oh, how dare you, you know, blame me for my daughter's food disorder. And the part of that conversation that got cut off was Garcelle explaining because she often feels really guilty about the stuff that her son is going through, right? And she opened up and it was a very emotional conversation. It was like two seasons ago and Rena is an asshole and she brought it up at the reunion and she omitted the part of the conversation that Garcelle was trying to like compare it to, that it was actually a loving, really soft moment. But of course, Rena's a dick. 
But anyway, that's why I was really glad that I got more time with Oliver on screen or Garcelle got to, we got to see Garcelle have more time with Oliver on screen. It was just nice. Um, the, everybody's getting glammed and ready. Kyle calls Sutton while they're getting ready for the party and they talk about Denise possibly being there and then Diana and Sutton says like, well, don't make a mountain out of a molehill, Kyle. But the thing is, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sutton. And of course, Kyle laughs. She's like, oh, I think it's already a mountain because remember, she took, she kicked you out of your plane seat or whatever. And Sutton's laughing. And here's the thing. Sutton, you went around telling everybody what happened on the plane. You made a big stink out of the plane incident. And then you're like, well, let's not make a mountain out of a molehill. Like Sutton says something like, oh, I texted her to be nice. It's like, just because you texted her to be nice doesn't mean that that negates the fact that you went around telling everybody that you were so upset with, about what she did on the plane, right? Like, Kyle is annoying, but Kyle is right to laugh at you because of this plane seat shit. Because Sutton makes a mountain out of a molehill and then is like, oh, but I texted her, so we're fine. Well, bitch, you already told everybody that you hate her or that she, you think that she hates you. So what is it? Look, I'm coming at this from a place of often being the person who does that. I've learned my lesson as an adult. I will often get – this is not not now. In the past, I would get into shit because I would get annoyed with somebody. They would do something annoying and then I would go around and talk to everybody about how annoying it was. But then I would still be really, really nice to that person in person or I would like text them and whatever – and everybody was like, that's phony as hell. Shit. That's phony as shit, girl. Like, you can't you can't do that because now you've gone around making everybody else think that they're annoying too. You know what I mean? So Sutton, stop that. Um, everyone's getting glam. Um, Erica's wondering if Jamie Foxx is going to be there because she's just drunk and horny. Um, Dorit comes in dressed. Dorit comes in dressed like a lizard in Pakistan. Or maybe the Caribbean has this too. Um, there's a very specific <laughs> lizard experience that you have when you go to India or Pakistan or Bangladesh. Um, it's terrifying. Okay. They are not scared of you, those lizards. They are multicolored. They change color. Okay. They're chameleons, obviously. Okay. Lizards in Pakistan, they shapeshift. Not shapeshift. They color shift. They change colors. And they come in all shapes and sizes, but especially every kind of color pattern. And <laughs> Dorit looked like that lizard, okay? Um, she also looked like um, Steve Buscemi's character from the first Monsters, Inc. movie. She looked like Randall from the Monsters, Inc. movie. <laughs> when Randall is, <laughs> is changing colors and everything because of every single pattern that he can shift into. Anyway, that's what Dorit reminded me of. Okay. And I couldn't stop seeing it. Um, she's beautiful, but what the hell was that? Um, everyone's arriving at the party. We see Lonnie Love and Adrian from the Cheetah Girls. And um, I got to say this. Erica looks low budget. Okay. She's, she's dressed in a dress that I have. And anytime – and look, I'm sure that hers was like some designer version of it. And mine is Amazon Fashions. But – Anytime I see a housewife wearing an outfit that I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure I have that, it makes me sad for them. Um, anyway, everyone's having a good time and then Diana arrives at the party. 
And it's very confusing. She arrives matching with her fiance, Asher. Um, and Diana whispers something like, it's dead inside. And I was like, you? Are you dead inside? Is that is that what it is that what we're saying? She says something like, maybe Garcelle thinks of me as a diva. And I was like, well, you show up like at every party slithering around like a Bond villain, ma'am. Like, of course, everybody thinks you're a diva. You act weird and diva-like. You send an entire entourage to set up your room before you fly places. That's diva behavior, bitch. Um, Diana Garcelle uh, gives Garcelle, sorry, Diana gifts Garcelle the book, the Room 23 book with flowers and it's signed. And I will say, I think apparently this book is like over $1,000 or something. Um, but she gives it to Garcelle. And I think this is an important note because this is, I think, the reason why she thinks that she needed to clarify that what's going on with her. Otherwise, Garcelle would think she's rude. Um, but we'll get to that later. Um, Sutton is very confused, okay, how Diana was on her deathbed in that text and now she's ready to party and she wonders if Jesus healed her. Listen, Sutton, I love whatever you're doing this season, okay? I think you're doing a great job, but not all your jobs are jabbing. (laughs) It was a very extended confessional about Jesus and I was like, okay, chill out, fancy Drew. Um, Erica and Crystal are talking and Erica saying how things are moving along and her lawyer saying that maybe she should get, he should vet the dudes that are sliding into her DMs. I was like, stop trying to be a normal person, Erica. Okay. Knock it off. Um, I think Erica's trying to do this like sex positive drunk bitch thing. And it's like, okay, your kitty's like a Python. We've been known. Okay. You don't, you don't have to do this with us. Um, Garcelle tells Kyle that Kathy sent her a cake, but she's not coming, um, because she's in Pasadena and Kyle lets us know that Pasadena is actually Kathy code for she's passing. She's going to pass the party. I'm confused still about Kathy because I feel like at this point of like when the show was actually filming, I thought Kathy was already like confirmed as a full-time housewife. So I'm just confused about where and how Kathy is going to fit into this. Um, Erica checks out Oliver, and apparently this will get creepy, um, as per Garcelle on Watch What Happens Live. So I don't know what's happening there, but Erica is getting shmammered. Um, I will say that there was this, like, Birkin cake there, and I agree with Garcelle that no bag is worth that much money. And I have some very fancy bags, but I bought them when they were significantly cheaper and now they are increasing in value. So I understand the desire to invest your money in uh, an accessory that, you know, appreciates a lot, like a Chanel bag or I guess a Birkin bag or whatever. But like the way that Kyle just like loses her fucking mind over these bags, it's, it's bizarre. It's really, I just, I don't get it. Um, Cherie comes over. She meets the rest of the the crew. They're talking about 2020. She says she came to peace with her vagina. And somehow this leads to talking about Pantygate. And we're reminded that PK's come a long way because that first season, he was a real fucking creep. We keep getting that shot of PK taking a look-see at Erica's puss and 
I'm glad everybody can have a laugh over it, but Bravo should realize that anytime you show us that footage, we're like, ooh, ooh that's right. PK is a creep. Um, now Kyle is reminded that Diana is very rich and we see her actively switching sides. So Kyle is now fawning over Diana because Diana's Birkin bag has like diamonds in it. And Diana shares some story about saving her Birkins and Banksies and diamonds from her Malibu home during the fires. And she's thrilled to tell this story. I, I just don't think it's funny. Like it's, I'm laughing at how thirsty and boring she is but like I just I think do you remember how the same way like Teddy came in and and Teddy thought she was interesting because she was like a normie like she was normal and she wasn't fancy like these ladies so that was like interesting enough Diana's coming into the show as if it's just interesting enough that she is like a ref a former refugee who is super duper rich but like refugees are boring too <laughs> it's like none of this makes you interesting you're still a dud of a person um anyway kyle realizes that um garcelle has no birkins and diana has um all the birkins and so she's ready to just hobnob with the richest person there okay she starts to talk to diana about the text messages diana sent she's like oh my god i was dead i died i was on the floor and Diana says, I come in with bazookas, I'm direct. And again, I'm still confused. I don't understand. I don't understand what you're being direct about. What are you being direct about? Because I'm not, I don't, I don't know what happened. I feel like I'm missing something here. And like Kyle shares with Diana the story about Sutton getting snubbed on the plane. And Diana, again, talks about how, oh, I have Sutton saved in my phone as bacon-eating vegetarian. It's not that it's not clever. It's not clever. It's not. It's it's just a thing. It's it's actually something that Sutton called herself. She said, I'm a vegetarian who likes to eat the occasional bacon. It's like it's like me saying I am uh I'm a lactose intolerant cheese lover. And then her saving me in her phone as that. Like this is it's not clever. I don't understand. It's not that clever. Even Mauricio gives her the fakest laugh. She says it, and Mauricio's, Mauricio's like, uh. <laughs> Even he's like, I can't believe that I have to sit here and pretend to care about you because my wife wants your bags, okay? Um. Anyway, Diana says something like, it's better for me to take a breath, and then I will kill you. Again, I, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. Sutton said one thing to you once and you are losing your fucking mind. So you are a thin-skinned loser. Um, there's dancing. Everyone's having a nice time. I want to point out this one moment. Diana is getting a drink and the producers make a point to show us um, Diana being quite concerned about her quarter million dollar bag being left aside. And she's like, no, I'm just going to carry it with me. And there's uh, – it's it's obvious red flags to me here, okay? Based on especially like this – it must feel bad to be – it must be hard to be a black content creator. That shit that happened like last week, the tweets, uh, the, the Instagram posts that she posted about Garcelle, which I will shortly get into, that happened uh, yesterday. It tells me why Diana did not want to leave her bag unattended at this party. 
Okay. It's, it's very obvious. Okay. It's because that there's too many people with dark skin in the room, right? There's too many black people in the room and you don't feel comfortable leaving your bag unattended. Let's, let's call it what it is. Okay. We also know that there's like previous stories also about Diana being a racist um, while she was like traveling with Kim Kardashian. She got into fights with like security guards and I don't know who else, but she's, there's, there's history of this already. Um, anyway, everyone's having a nice time. And when all else fails, Kyle is ready to get drunk and do splits, twirl her hair. Okay. Her vagina has been everywhere. If anybody's pussy's like a python, everyone, if anybody's kitty's like a python, I'm going to say it's Kyle's because it has been slithering from dance floor to dance floor for the last 12 seasons. Okay. Um, let's see what else happens. Oh, now is the point where Diana pulls Sutton or sorry, Sutton pulls Diana aside to have a one-on-one and Sutton basically asks, Hey, um, I hope you're doing okay, but just question for you. How are you on bed rest, but also here? And then Diana like hits her back with this, like, well, I'm confused about you being a bacon eating vegetarian. And like, I, again, I'm still very confused. Now, I will say this, like, Diana's being rude as hell, but I don't understand what the purpose is of Sutton pu- pulling her aside. Like, Sutton, why are you doing this? It is, Diana's an asshole, but it is true that Sutton is being fake. She is being fake. She doesn't give a shit about Diana. And I think what Sutton is trying to do is catch Diana in some sort of a lie because she keeps being like, how are you on bed rest? And Diana says, oh, I am still on bed rest. Well, Diana, pause there for a second. I would say that's a lot more confusing than a vegetarian who occasionally eats bacon. I'd say it's a lot more confusing for you to say, I am on strict doctor's orders for bed rest, but I've now ordered 17 Camparis at this party and I'm having a great time. That's a little bit more confusing than being a vegetarian who occasionally eats bacon, okay? And anyway... They're going back and forth. Kyle and Garcelle, producers at large, come into metal. And when Diana starts coming at Garcelle, Garcelle's like, this is not worth it for me. Okay, I don't understand. I don't know why you're coming at me. But I think like this is where we maybe get a flashback about the book, right? So I think what happened is when they were bringing up the book in Mexico, uh, it wasn't answered. The answer was never given. And she kind of cut Dorit off and... Garcelle said, oh, I I thought that that was a little rude. So because Garcelle said that once, that you're being a little rude, I thought that was a little rude. Because Sutton, like, kind of told her to butt out of a conversation, Diana is now coming in with bazookas? What? That makes, that, that's, that's insane. That is psychotic. Like, you, have you never had a, like, are you just so rich that people have never, ever disagreed with you? I I just don't understand. I mean, I guess I do understand. She's an out-of-touch moron who thinks that her shit doesn't stink. But I love Garcelle in this moment because she's basically like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Kyle, you can continue to ride up Diana's ass if you want. And she even tries, Kyle tries to defend this bacon-eating vegetarian thing because she's like, well, it is confusing. Well, then you know what's more confusing? How is Diana on bed rest, but also here? I love Sutton because Diana's being a full-on asshole. And 
And Sutton says something like, I got your number, girl. Don't worry. You know, you're just, I know what your number is. Or I got your number. And Sutton, and this is where Diana's like, oh, and I have your number too. Remember, I gave it to you. You know what your number is saved as? A bacon-eating vegetarian. I'm like, again, you got to come up with a better line, honey. You got to come up with a better line. But Sutton says, I know your number. It's 8675309. Which if you don't get it, is actually, it's so, it's so smart, Sutton. That song is from like the 80s, I think, but it's basically about a, a guy who sees a number on like a somewhere like a stall or something. And then he thinks about calling her, but it's basically the number that he sees is a number of a call girl named Jenny, I think, or Jesse. I don't know. But when Sutton says that, what she's basically trying to say is, bitch, you're a prostitute. Uh, disclaimer, sex work is work, okay, work, and I, I would like you to work. Uh, no shade to prostitutes or sex workers, but that is what she's calling Diana, okay, because there are rumors about Diana being a madam, and I thought that that was brilliant. Um, anyway, Garcelle's not interested. She walks away. Sutton is trying to get up, and this is where Kyle gets fucking weird. Like, Kyle is drunk. She's, like, pushing Sutton and getting in her face and telling her to sit down. And when Sutton finally says, you're a soulless person, Kyle's, like, acts like this is the worst thing she's ever heard. It does. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and also, another thing happens where Erica's hammered and she's going off about Denise um, not coming and Garcelle telling the women. Like, when Garcelle tells the women, like, oh, you know. Denise didn't come in. I'm a little upset about it. And like Erica went off and then later on Instagram, Rena went off. It did. It just, it didn't make any sense. Like nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares that much. Why are you guys being such fucking weirdos? Anyway, now let's talk about this, this dumb ass racist piece of shit, Diana Jenkins. Okay. So Diana Jenkins went on Instagram and she posted this absolutely batshit crazy um post wait one more thought actually I just noticed this at one point during her altercation her discussion with Sutton they go into like this Bosnian thing like oh I'm Bosnian girl don't you remember I'm Bosnian Sutton's like okay yeah well then be a big tough Bosnian and then <laughs> Diana says what do you want me to do <laughs> do you want me to butthead you <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't sit here and act like you're this big, tough, threatening girl. If somebody was trying to threaten me and they said, do you want me to butthead you? I would not stop laughing. Butthead? Okay. Maybe I've been around my eight and five-year-old boys too long. But butthead is hilarious. Okay. If someone was trying to threaten me and they said that they were going to butthead me, I would fall on the floor laughing. Okay. I would lose my shit. Anyway, back to this post that Diana posted. Okay. So Diana posted. Uh, so so the show goes on. Garcelle's on Watch What Happens Live having a great time. Okay. Garcelle does amazing on Watch What Happens Live. And these women just cannot fucking handle it. But they asked Garcelle, what did you think about Diana's whole thing with this, you know, uh, I think the first they asked Diana or they ask Garcelle, what do you think is Diana's problem with you? And and Garcelle said, she's crazy. And then they asked Garcelle, what do you think about this whole thing with uh, 
the black content creator that Diana got into on Instagram. And Garcelle says, uh, it's uneducated. That's all she said. It's uneducated, which it fucking is, okay? You are uneducated for not knowing what a black content creator is, okay? You are uneducated. You are ignorant for not knowing something, okay? So then this fucking bitch, Diana, goes on Instagram and says, Dear Garcelle, next time you go on national television, why don't you educate viewers on how many times I went to Haiti, your home country? Why don't you tell them how many planes full of first aid and medical supplies I sent to Haiti? Why don't you tell viewers how many millions of dollars I have given to your country? A woman from Bosnia did that. Also, you could have mentioned all the money I have given and everything I have done for women's rights in Congo and other 100% Black communities. You are very familiar with all the work I have done for human rights around the globe. Okay, so what Diana basically says is uh, the long version, the short version of that is, hey, Black woman, remember, I support your community and you should be grateful to me, a white woman. That's basically what Diana tried to do. She didn't try to. That is what Diana is saying. She's saying, Garcelle, how dare you call me uneducated because I have, comm- I have given money to Black people. It's so unbelievably fucked up that I don't understand how Bravo sees this and doesn't fucking say something about it, okay? Let's not forget that Kenya got edited out of an entire episode because she wore a Native American costume. Bravo posted a fucking disclaimer on the episode. And this bitch gets to post this shit on Instagram and she's going to get invited to the fucking reunion? No. She can go fuck herself. So she posts this. Uh, Diana says something like, um, P.S. Crystal is not a liar, which I was like, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Rina starts commenting on it. She says something like, when you have receipts, you show them. Um, and which I just want to add to that. I remembered both Rina and uh, Diana talking about how showing receipts was classless. So I don't know what that's about. But then later on, fucking Crystal is saying, I sure am not, or something like that on the comment. She commented on that post. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. So Crystal, you're a fucking asshole too. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Anyway, that happens. And then somehow fucking Lisa Rinna, who wasn't even on this entire episode, okay? She's not even on this entire fucking episode. And she gets on Instagram and she's just, you know, she has to get involved in, in like the worst way. So she goes ahead and posts something like, we fight on our show. If we fight with Garcelle, we are all all of a sudden called a racist. That's bullshit. I will not accept that. I will express myself when and how I want, and I'm not afraid of any of you hoes. And if you are tri- and if you are so triggered by our show, and a lot of you pussies are, go watch the bite. Okay. Um, so what Lisa Rena is basically saying is, hey, I'm not afraid of being racist. And um let me, a white person, continue to be racist to the one black person on the show. I'm not afraid of any of you. And if you don't want to watch white women being terrible to a black person, why don't you go watch a show that has more diversity? That's basically what Lisa Rinna said. So she's a fucking cunt. Yep, that's right. I called her a cunt. 
And um, then the Dubai girls got into the mix. Now, usually on this week's the Saturday episode, I do talk about Beverly Hills and Dubai. But like I said, there was no Dubai this week. The Dubai, Dubai women get in the mix. And uh, I might have to remind you again that Chanel Ayan is amazing. Okay. Me and Arthi have talked about it many, many times. She is fantastic. She says on Twitter, Rina, Africa called and they want their lips back. <laughs> Keep the bite out of your mess and your mouth. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Rosses of the Bite. And then Lisa Milan is like, she does not want this heat. We're not Beverly Hills. We will drag her. From, we will drag her from right up off that doctor's table to the desert. Okay. So now the, the, the Dubai women are activated. I also want to note that she pointed out the Dubai women specifically because what she wanted to do was talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta or Potomac in that conversation, okay? In that, in context of what the fuck she posted about like, oh, when we come for Garcelle, it's racist. Why don't you go watch a different show with a bunch of black people instead? That's basically what she was trying to say. But she's too fucking pussy shit. She's too much of a coward to go and tag anybody from Potomac. So instead, or Atlanta, because she's scared. So she went to Dubai because she thinks that the ratings are low and they're scared. They're not going to try to come for you. Well, bitch, you thought wrong. Okay. Lisa Milan, Chanel Ayan are now activated. Then Caroline Brooks takes to Instagram. Okay. She says, get your girl from Beverly Hills before she writes any more checks her ass, ass can't cash. I was told this is the third time Lisa and I mentioned our show in a shady or negative way. Keep your posts and aggressions directed at the women on your show. Tread lightly, Rena. Your words and posts are reckless and disrespectful. Calling people pussies and hoes on your public Instagram page is not so classy. So first she posts this. Okay. And then Lisa Rinna deletes the post, the one that says, you know, I'm not scared of you. You can't scare us. Uh, Apparently you can. Okay. She is afraid of being called racist, it turns out, because she deleted the post. So she's actually pretty fucking afraid. Then she tries to, you know, clean it up by posting something like, who's the best hype man? You're welcome, girls. Watch Real Housewives of Dubai. My advice to you is bring that kind of energy that you just brought to me to your show. No, no. This was her. The response to this was the best thing I've ever heard. Okay. Caroline Brooks is not my favorite person on Dubai, but she is now my favorite person on Dubai. Um, she's not my favorite. Okay. Chanel Ann is my favorite and Lisa uh, Milan, but Caroline Brooks is really in the running to be, um, in the running to be America's next top model. No, she's in the running to be the top model of my heart, the top wife, housewife of my heart, because she says, listen, trash box, I think you need to focus on your career and storyline because you're not that interesting. While you're worried about what we are doing in Dubai, that Beverly Hills rotating door is about to push you out. Your time is almost up. You're boring and rude. You wouldn't dare try to come for Atlanta and Potomac because you know they would verbally annihilate you. So you chose Dubai instead. Wrong move, Lisa Rinna. Believe me when I tell you, despite what you see on our show, we are not the one or the two. Trashy. Mm. Anybody starting a thought with listen trash box. You know what? I'm going to name that the episode listen trash box because it's so smart. <laughs> it's so witty. 
Um, it's you know it's a you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of Welcome Back Scumbag. Okay, it's it's that Dolores flavor of New Jersey. It makes me feel like home. Okay, it makes you know what it reminds me. Listen, Trash Box reminds me that Caroline Brooks is from the Northeast. Okay, she's from Boston. You don't fuck around with the Northeast. Okay, <laughs> okay. And um, I just really appreciate it. I, I like I like what's happening here. I like the fact that um, the girlies are fighting. I like the fact that um, that Lisa Rinna can't get away with this shit. I mean, she really, really fucking tried, and um, and it didn't work. Okay, nobody's falling for her shit anymore. And you don't get to do this kind of stuff. There's there's too many. There's too many housewives that are online and also too many housewives that are younger, right? Like you can do this shit to Crystal and Crystal did try to clock you guys, but you guys shut her down as being a dramatic millennial. But the women in Dubai are younger. They are in their 30s and I think early, early 40s. And so now you do have a bunch of dramatic millennials who are actually part of the Bravo family who are going to come for you and are going to clock your racist ass behavior. So long story short, Diana Jenkins Diana Jenkins is a piece of junk. Diana Jenkins can um, eat a bag of dicks and go fuck herself. Also, like, isn't Diana super rich? I don't understand. You're this rich. You don't have a fucking publicist. How how is anybody not just taking her phone and throwing it out of the window? What is your little like baby boy fiance doing? He thinks that all of this is fine. He's never going to clock you because you're just like so fucking rich. He's just grateful to be in your presence. I don't understand. How are you this rich and people are still allowing you to function this way with your phone? Lisa Rinna, I understand because she's a fucking idiot and she's a loser. I don't think she has a publicist anymore, but like. How does Diana Jenkins still have access to her Instagram? I don't understand. Lisa Renner and her house of rats have got to go. She has not had a storyline. The fact that Lisa Renner's daughter over um, the off season was posting, she was doing Instagram lives about how she fucking hates her family and how her mental health is horrible. And it's because of her parents that she's miserable and she has no autonomy in her life. She was posting that on Instagram and we've never even talked about it. On this show? Why? Why? Because Lisa Rinna doesn't actually talk about anything about herself. I feel bad that her mother died. I really do think that the only times that Lisa Rinna has ever felt like a human being is when Lois is on the screen. But like, take yourself, your lips, and your nasty wigs, and your rats off my fucking TV. I'm done with you. Um, anyway, so that's it. <laughs> Those are my thoughts about what happened with Beverly Hills. I waited to record this until Friday night because I was like, I don't know what the hell else is going to happen. There's so much to happen. So, um, it's almost midnight tonight. Hopefully nothing else crazy happens tomorrow. Um, a little housekeeping. So next episode is actually going to be, I already released it on the Patreon, but I will release it onto the main feed. It's um, Raheel, my brother, who joins me on the Patreon every week. Do go support us there if you'd like to listen to more. He and I are recapping Real House's Ultimate Girls Trip. So we talked about episode three and we are also talking about Miss Marvel a lot on the show because on the Patreon because of my Pakistani connection to it. Um, but we're t- we talked about that on the Patreon this week, but I'm going to release that for the main feed 
um, for Monday because there is no Real Housewives of Atlanta because I guess it's America's birthday again. Ugh, don't get me started on America. Um, so we're, I'll release that to the main feed on Monday. And then, uh, later on next week, uh, we will, I will release my episode with Tom Hamlet for dumpster dive from dumpster dive, uh, where I covered real housewives, ultimate girl strip episode four. Okay. Um, so that's it. I hope you guys have a great long weekend. Um, I will be on the Instagrams. Okay. Share your thoughts with me about all this shit that's going on. Um, Needless to say, I'm very disappointed, by the way, with Crystal because I don't know what the hell is going on with her. She's commenting on Diana's shit. Diana posted a picture of herself with Lisa Rinna and Erica and Crystal and said, like, fabulous for the dream team or some some shit like that. I was like, Crystal, you got to get yourself the fuck out of there, okay? You got to get out. And if you don't get out, go fuck yourself. (laughs) That's that. Um. Anyway, sorry. I was trying to sign off and then I got into another tangent. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great week and I will be on Instagram. Share your thoughts with me. Hey, um, usually there's anchor leaves like a little voice note link at the bottom of the episode. So if you click on that, please do leave me a voice note. I love to hear from you guys. Um, anyway, hope you're good. We'll catch you next week. Take care of yourself. Bye. The reality is, is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Kelly Payfer. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw. I may be a model but I'll never be your model minority. Becca Simon. It gets icy where I'm from, so you know I'll bring the heat. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Where I come from, we're known for our great lakes, but I'm just known for my great ass. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jet, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Maria M. Where I'm from, they sing God Save the Queen, so I guess you can call me a god. Jill Walsh. I made it up this hill myself, and I'll kick any jack off. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and you're not even on my payroll. John Friedman. Diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mama means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist pumping, this Jersey girl brings the party. Amanda Agosti. Everything is bigger in Texas and my heart is no exception. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can ever take you down. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets and I get it all. Adade Adedoko. It 
may look like I'm stirring the pot, but I'm actually just smoking Deepa Canapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Jada, people are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Naveen Jonathan, I'll give you the shirt off my back and also my unsolicited opinion. Hadil Ibrahim, some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Trinity Subramaniam, I have four degrees and eight syllables and zero fucks to give. Beth Bayer, the secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Shannon Anthony, there's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shame. Rita Ryan, don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. Brianna Tony, some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. And lastly, Tanisha, while others are turning tables, I'm dancing on them.